Welcome to episode 99 of the Muck Podcast, an affiliate of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary! I'm doing an extra sing along because, you know, there's a podcast that oh did you hear yeah. that oh yeah no i oh, did good, hear that it. was on my notes um, i heard it hi hi fuck you Kardashians. <laughs> fuck you i gotta tell you let me tell it was you like it was like fuck off this motherfucker let me say something real quick real fucking quick i died I but it was so funny it was funny but then i was like i was like excuse i gotta rewind that for a minute because here's my morning routine on mondays i get up I look at my phone and the phone's like, hey girl, hey, Cardassians has a new episode. I'm like, yeah, bitch. And I put my headphones on and I'm like making this kid's lunches. Aww. I start getting ready for, for, for work. I put my makeup on. I'm listening to I'm my always favorite a few people. Day, I'm always a few days late. I've got nothing but love for Rob and Joe and Nick. And I'm listening to this and they're like, they have this great idea, which yeah. by the way, I love. Fun. We're Odd Pods switch you we like switch pull a name out of the hat and like you could do their podcast yeah. with them and i fucking love this idea it would be so funny although i don't know if you saw the twitter messages but the, some of the podcasts were like i have a clean show no cursing and i was like oh, well oh. I, I feel like it's very pointed first oh. of all that was a well, very pointed could, comment we, we but all right keep it clean of course listen i have we have, have you guys listened to little muck <laughs> i was we about to say i have children but my children hear me cursing yeah. all the time but yeah i could totally there would be no cursing if I got one of those podcasts. Of course, of course. Total respect, okay? Yes. But then... We're uh, all about the respect. Then then Nick and, and Joe thought it would be really funny yeah. to... <laughs> Nick comes, they come back from commercial and Nick's like, yeah. hey, yeah. Like, he's like, hey, he's like, Roddy. Uh, yes. And then Joe, the balls on this one, he goes, oh, you go, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. what the, which was an impression of me. Yeah, it was great. But oh, I was yeah, like, was oh, am funny. I so sing-songy? Uh, apparently by I the way it. it's funny that nick did it because that's all the fuck that nick does on that show is sing song so hello we're kindred spirits i was very so i had that on top of my notes keep <laughs> the kardashian impression but hey yo we're up for that right like we'll totally yeah. pull i'd be a little beard owl would be my 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 downfall i think no so i think I'm, we could do it well you could do it i could i go yeah 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 i'm not as big a weird owl yes. fan sorry lauren i'm i'm not but i all right. I, but I'm up for it. Let's do it. Let's just do it. I'd love to hear somebody do our show. It would be fun. It would be so much fun. Okay. That's number one. Uh-oh. Um, here's another thing that, do we want to get into the, the, the dark shit that happened this week? Because oh, there's God. two things in particular. I'm sure there's yeah. one on your list. Um, yeah. Do you want to get into that one first? Is it Rittenhouse? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. What do you think? Uh, go on. Well, I know. I, I'm at a loss. And I, I uh, shouldn't be. But here's, the, here's what, I, what dawned on me that I thought I would share with you is that I saw this, this, I want to say kid, but I'm going to say murderer crying you yeah. know, on the stand. His, his white tears, his pretend tears. Yeah. But all I could see was like my kid, I have a white son. Right. And when he cries, he really looks like that. Yeah. And but he's 10. <laughs> but, um, I mean, <clears throat> I thought uh, this is what I thought. I thought if in seven years, my son picks up an AR 15 and walks down the street and shoots people and kills them, how horrifying that would be, right? Oh my God. But what would be even more horrific is if he got away with it. Yeah. That would fucking horrify me more. Yeah. It would be horrifying. And so that's where I'm at with, with Kyle Rittenhouse, that yeah. I have, that my son would be in the, sit in the same fucking privilege as that kid. And I think the, the huge difference between me and this, this Rittenhouse mother, who, by the way, should be brought who up on fucking dro- charges. Drove 
Drove, drove, drove him drove there. Drove him and gave with the, the gun. With the gun. And dropped him off in the streets. I mean, that is it's, not... That's like, he went there with intent. Absolutely. Come on. No, they, they set it up perfectly. Of course he was getting... It's the all whole, about and, defense. And the judge, and the judge, you know... Oh, yeah. Another one should be thrown and, out. And we had talked thrown about out. that. We talked about that a couple weeks ago, this judge on this case. Mm-hmm. It's just an awful, awful... It, it's Everything was stacked in this kid's favor from the beginning, and... That it's, judge has been reelected dis- for 40 years. Yeah, it's disgusting to watch. Yeah. It's disgusting to hear people talk about the, the self-defense mm-hmm. and a jury of his peers mm-hmm. and the jury of his white peers. Yeah. Right. Right. So come on. It's, it's between that and then there was the threat against AOC. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's what is happening that this violence and, and I said to my husband, because I was like, uh, we're going to, I'm going to Tally. Are you going to go to Tally? I'm not going to Tallahassee. You're not going to Tallahassee? No. And um, you got all my support. Yeah. But I've been there. I went there last year yeah. to defend another part of the, the parental consent. I tried, right. to, I tried to be a part of that where they, they are requiring parental consent on abortion uh, for minors. But I'm not going to Tallahassee and I'll tell you why. Yeah. Because um, it's like, like we're screaming just to, like, to the void. And yeah. And I, I appreciate know. it. I appreciate the numbers. I appreciate how it makes you feel when you go. I appreciate um, protest and uh, being a part of it. I really, really do. Right. But there and, needs to be and, more. And we talk about this all the time. Like it has to, it, yeah. it can't just be, I'm showing up with the sign. You're right. And I, and I appreciate the support that the Democrats that are there are trying. They need it. They need every fucking oh, bit of support well, from people yeah, showing up. They really do. Especially now, because we're like... But when I went last year, I watched um, my senator, Gary Farmer, um, sit in and look at his phone the entire time during oh, the hearing. that's nice. Um, he made, I think, one comment. From what I know, he has two daughters. So, I mean, he seemed, couldn't be more in, less interested in the topic. Um, while Lauren Book, who I have a huge problem oh, with, which God. I will mention in a minute, she was the only one sitting there. Uh, besides Aub- Aubrey or Audrey Gibson, Aubrey Gibson, I'm sorry, I think it's Aub- Audrey Gibson. She was the lead dem on the on that committee. Um, Lauren Book was the only one actually trying to add things onto the parental consent bill instead of it just being like incest of a father. Yeah, like right. there could be an uncle, a grandfather, a cousin, like a brother. She uh, yeah, was trying to add language. language in. It's all about language. Yeah, she was trying to add language in to be more specific to protect these girls, and <clears throat> she was the only one doing it. Although I have major fucking problems with Lauren Book right now. But uh, it's disheartening, and we don't have the numbers, and it's going to pass. And yeah, we, I we really don't. fucking hate to say that, but I, I have a job, I know. and I have a family. I have to be here for my kids. Like, I can't take time off of work for that, and I need to start. I know, that's and, the and, only thing. I have to even see if I'm allowed to have time off And the work. thing is, too, is like, here's the thing. With what's happening in my life, my priorities in the last year have completely shifted. I've, down, yeah. I've taken myself off of a whole bunch of boards, right? I'm on two yeah. now. That don't take up too much of my time, except dolphins, because Alfredo like, whew, keeps me busy. Yes, but but it's all for good things. It's all for good things. So I'm gonna focus my efforts on that. Focus my efforts on my kids. I'm gonna vote like the hell I'm supposed to, yeah. and I'm gonna call out the people who need to be fucking called out, who are Democrats that don't fucking do what they're supposed to do, as much as I can. But well, use I've, this I've platform been, to I've do been, that. I've but. been thinking a lot about your episode. Uh, your Newt Gingrich episode, mm-hmm. I had like for the past week. Yeah. It has been on my mind. And I went back and listened to part of what you talked about on there of his, of the pamphlet and mm. the planning. Yeah. And I was talking about this with 
uh, our EP yesterday, and I said, where, where is our person? Well, not Newt Gingrich. Yeah, yeah, Newt Gingrich. Yeah. yeah. I said, where is our Newt Gingrich? Like, who is writing our playbook mm-hmm. that we are sending out? Because it was all about language. Yeah. Everybody started saying the same thing. Everybody had, the, you know, very specific things to say and yeah. do. When, when are we doing that? Because I'll sit down tomorrow and like someone, I'll write, I'll, I'll start writing with someone. Like, what are we doing? Well, I mean, and, 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 and I'm, and I'm kind of over like, because my husband says it all the time. Like the, de- the democratic party has too many issues. Yes, it's like, we're scattered. I get it, but we need to galvanize and say, okay, guys, one, two, three, what, and, and it needs to, what, I, I hate to say that we have to use fear, but fear and hate is what brings them to the voting box. Mm-hmm. And, and hope and kumbaya, that doesn't bring anyone to a voting box. You know, I was thinking that you just mentioned you hope. Know? You know what just reminded me of that is that I feel like, I mean, Barack Obama was a fucking fantastic yes, goddamn but that, candidate. That was, but, but, but think you about needed, what you followed. Him. Yeah, but think you about need, why. Oh. Because we were at war that we shouldn't have been yes. in. Like, is that the fucking level that we need to go to for fucking people to show up? Because even though Joe Biden won, honey... By a slim fucking margin, a slim fucking margin. And so it wasn't even like he was inspiring or brought something. And I know that build back better, build back better, build back better. The worst thing I've ever fucking heard, but okay. But I mean, but it's going to create, like, you know, I I appreciate that. That's all the message I've seen. I appreciate that now, but we need more. We need to, we need to say our freedoms are going to be taken away Mm -hmm. and they're going to take them away. Yeah. We have to have something and we have to have language that we're all saying. It's got to be the same well, words because have people, to be united because have people to be united. don't remember shit. No. Right. But if they're hearing the same words all of the time, come out and, and Nikki Freed, this, this and Nikki Freed talked about that. That was the one thing when, when she talked at, it wasn't the last time I saw her, but the time before that at that fundraiser. Mm-hmm. And she talked about that, that it needs to be a clear messaging. We need to all be on the same page and otherwise we're going to lose. Well, I mean, we, we're going to lose. We're going to lose. <laughs> the other thing about the new Gingrich thing is that everybody did it. Yes, but they he did sent it out. It was a, it right. was a calculated plan. Yes. Where are we? And Where they is agreed, the bunker? They agree. Where is the bunker it. of Democrats? Like, g- like going? Oh shit! Like we need that. Like, we are you know in what? war. You know what? We're the in war. Yeah, but you know what the problem is with Democrats? They think they're the good guys. Yeah, but that's good guys have to one. fight. But that's guess what? Good guys have problem. to fight too. Yeah, but they don't just a, sit and twiddle their damn they thumbs. They do, but they do because then they sit there and go, oh, but this is what they're doing to us and it's not fair. We're the good guys. Fuck you. You're not good yes. if, you're, if you're not winning. Yes. You're not good if you're not winning. We got to do so it. So they don't fucking know how to get together and fucking win. And let me, so, so let's get into, Ooh. let's get into this <laughs> fucking bullshit that happened this fucking week in floor in Tallahassee. Oh God. Because that prick of a fucking governor, DeSantis yes. fucking orders a special session because he wants to fucking yes. play up anti uh, mandate, you know, no mandates oh my or God. vaccines it's, or it's, fucking businesses. It's so fucking insane. And the hypocrisy of the Republican party who doesn't want government in yeah. anyone's business, especially businesses, especially businesses. So where are you business owners? Yeah. Where are you small business owners yeah. telling him to go fuck himself and yeah. not vote for him and not give him money? Yeah. Nope. So the Democrats had a chance. Yeah. Okay. If they had held the line, they had a chance. If all, now we don't, we don't have the minority in the Florida house or the Florida Senate, no. but if they had all voted no against this one provision, which was basically, um, transparency on, uh, people who, okay. So if, so if an employee is, is, is 
mandated to get a, the vaccine and they file a complaint against that business with right. Flor- the Florida Department of Business and Regulation or whatever. It's transparent. Like they, oh, oh, this, this it's, JoJo's yes. down the street. They require this person, you know, file the thing against them. But in the bill, it wasn't going to be transparent. So you wouldn't know what businesses were being, had fines or all this stuff. So it was a weird thing, but it was a, the, the employee's name would have been visible. And so some Democrats didn't like that. Okay, but this is the thing but that no. they could have held a line on, yeah, right? No. If they held the line, it would have it would have it would have sent that away and it would have gone away and they had an opportunity to then try this 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 anti-mandate thing in court and get it thrown out. Right. Okay? Just like everything that but they've they done for DeSantis. Do, they don't do it. Everything's been thrown out in court. Right. And they could have had that this opportunity to do that. So Gary Farmer, who again, I know I just shit talked him. I get it. <laughs> I'm not a biggest the biggest fan. But he was the minority leader in the Senate. Yeah. But got overthrown over the summer. Okay. And during yes. the last session, yes. got thrown yes. all his Senate Dems yes. are like, get the fuck out of here. Okay. He said I to mean, them, Hey guys, we need to hold the line here. Yes. They were just, they, they needed to do it in the house, which they didn't. Um, the, there's like five or six Democrats that either didn't vote or Ugh. fucking voted. No. Yes. And what, um, I don't understand. With the, with the Republicans. I don't understand. Like they, uh, they're, they're fucking some, traitors. Yeah. Because and guess if, what? I bet you the there's some out. money. Primary these motherfuckers already. I, there's got to be money involved somewhere. So that's the thing. There's so then in the Senate, involved. the same thing happened. There were, um, I think, five Democrats that didn't show up. So Lauren Book, How who is not now show up. Lauren Book. How do you not know? Oh, the, the, the one thing you know you're supposed to do. You know why they're not showing up. Of you course. know why she's not showing up. Her and her rich fucking daddy. Of course. The goddamn fucking throwing money at everybody. He's a fucking Republican. Her father. And she gets tons of fucking money from corporations. Right. So she's not going to go in there and vote against the business thing. She's not going to. The fucking leader of the Florida Senate Democrats didn't show up to vote, Tina. Did not show up to vote. The leader. How the fuck do you lead this party and you don't show up to a motherfucking vote in a special session against DeSantis? It's disgusting. What the fuck, girl? It's disgusting. You better get your shit together, honey. Stop picking out those big-ass glasses. (laughs) You look stupid and fucking vote. And fucking vote. Yeah. Fuck you. And I hate to, I'm not trying no. to degrade, degrade her looks. I'm just saying, you look, you, you're young, you're beautiful. You don't need to wear these yes. big motherfucking glasses. All right. But, you're not but do bingo. what people elected vote. you to do. Fuck that is your job. Yes. That How is your fuck? job. So she's holding meetings in, in, in behind closed doors, private meetings, which the press was like, you can't have this yes. many senators in a room. And she's Hello, like, oh, sunshine. She's, yeah, sunshine. she goes, oh, I must, I was, it was a, it was a fault on my, my part. Oh. So then fucking yeah, Gary Farmer is like, yo, let's get together. There's a picture of the caucus meeting for the Senate Democrat caucus to get together saying, hey, we're going to do this. Half the fucking caucus didn't show up. Half the fucking caucus didn't going show up. On? Where I don't fucking so, know, but it's so where is our Florida Democratic Party? There leaders? is no Florida where Democratic Party. They? they do not I know, exist. They, it's they such, do not exist. We are we. There's no one at the wheel. And this and forget it. Like so, Florida, so when I saw that you, article about Florida being Republican now, like that's it. When I tell so when like I we're going to lose you, Broward. Oh, PS. oh, Broward's fucking over. And and the moms and the moms for liberty are going to be taking over school boards across the damn state, honey. My heart. It's just happening. I can't have, I can't have this. Do you understand? And then I'm going to say something. There's some great houses say, in Vermont. We can I'm go do the podcast there. One more, because th- we're 15 minutes in. That's fine. Okay. I got a couple of things, but I can add them at the end. But I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to tell you another thing that fucking pissed me off this week. And I love every one of you. If you hear this and you tweeted it, I still love you. Don't fucking worry about it. Here's another thing that fucking pissed me off. This week, Michael Udine. He's a Broward County commissioner, was voted mayor by his other commissioners. They take turns every year, right? Mm-hmm. So Michael Udine became the, the mayor. And all I saw on Twitter 
or congratulations to this guy from a lot of our friends. Some are elected, some are not, but oh, congratulations, Michael Udine, da, 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 da. This Michael Udine in the last election for 2020, twice he's got a business that twice gave money to Chip Lamarca's campaign. So let me say something to you. It's the problem. This Michael Udine is not supporting Democrats. He's a fucking Democrat. You gave money to a Republican who voted against trans children playing sports, who voted against women's reproductive rights. You allow, you gave to his campaign, which got him fucking elected. And that is what he did. You don't represent this fucking county as dem, as a Democrat. You can go fuck yourself. And all these fucking people who, again, 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 I love you. I love you. I love you. Yes. But do not congratulate a fucking wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah. Don't fucking do it. He's a fucking prick and he's giving money to Republicans who are voting against my fucking rights and the rights of people that we love. Yeah. So go fuck yourself, Michael Udine. Fuck you. Don't ever fucking tell me you're a Democrat. Go fuck yourself. Yes, girl. Oh, God. But this is the problem. And this has been the problem with that Chip LaMarca in this county. Yeah. Who was going to win again. Oh. He will win again. He's going to win again. And guess what? He'll become a senator. And he's going to be a senator. And then he'll do this. And then maybe he'll run for governor. And his short ass fucking Napoleon dick. (laughs) I I can't take it. Don't fucking shake my hand and tell me you're a Democrat and turn around and give money to somebody who doesn't give a fuck about me. this is what I think we need to start calling out Absolutely. Democrats Can we please stop congratulating people like let's, this? Let's start calling them and out. I got to tell you something now. Let's else. start. Isn't that pu- it's public record? Go. Isn't it public record? Who's donating to what? Oh, well, so here's why, how don't I we tweet, why don't we tweet this out? I went through and that say, Chip excuse me, so-and-so. Why did you donate to Chip? Yeah. Excuse me, so-and-so. Why did you donate yeah. to Chip? Like, can we make this a um, campaign? He fucking, I had to, with a fine tooth comb, go through his campaign donations. And it's an LLC, right? Like a yeah. whole thing. I, anytime it was an LLC or something, like, I, I highlighted that? it and went to Florida corporations Ooh. to see who it was. And Michael fucking Udine. That is incredible to me. It's incredible to me. But they, didn't they serve together? Of course, they yeah. served together on the on the Broward yeah. County Commission. Yeah. Chip used to be a Broward County Commissioner. Yeah. So I guess they're friends. What the fuck does that mean? I know, to mean? and it's. I feel like. What does that mean? Just because you're friends, you should be able to say to your friend, "Hey, I can't do this. You know where?" Because Chip Lamarck, I guarantee, isn't giving money to no. his campaign. Maybe he is. I mean, we have to. Maybe we'll look. Maybe it's a. a you know, I'll give you money, you give me money kind of bullshit. Well, that's how it all goes down. And the only people who suffer in all of this are us fucking lonely yes. minions down here trying to make shit happen and, and or trying to just exist. And Florida, we have said for so long that like we're in the safe haven of Broward. No. Broward is not safe. No. Broward is not safe. We're not. So let's I mean, get it together. I have tons of other things. <laughs> But they're they're happier, so let's okay. just say. Let's it to do ha- yeah. I have two happy things too. We'll do it. Okay. Oh my god, Tina. You know what the problem is is that my life is a fucking nightmare, and so I know I just curse at a lot of people. My apologies. I really have no nowhere else to put it. Listen, so I'm putting it on you. Listen, Congratulations for getting all the hate and the anger that's no, in my, my fucking but, heart. But guess what? I it's, mean, there's really one person I should be screaming at, but I'm not fucking doing it. Yes. But I fucking should. But I, everybody else is going to eat it. Sorry. <laughs> But there is a light at the end of all this. That's true. But I still stand by it. If you're a Repub- if you're a Democrat, fucking be a Democrat. Yes. And because we can't you are, keep you supporting Chip Lamarca. Yeah. We can't keep supporting Chip Lamarca. I don't it's care incredible. if you're bros. I don't care if you're on the boat. I don't care. And how are you bros? I know. I mean, Ew. Vienna sausage hands. I can't fucking take it. <laughs> Fuck this, Tina. Fuck it. Am I first? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hi. Hi. Let's get into this because, honey. 
Tina, I take a deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel my heart like racing. It's okay. We got this. Is good. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to talk about the FBI harassment <gasps> of actress Jean Seberg. Oh, have you ever heard of this? No. Okay, so I only knew about it because there's a movie on Amazon Prime, which now you can't watch, but I'll tell you about it, um, starring Kristen Stewart. Oh, from uh, Vampire yes. Fame. You know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, Twilight. Fish, okay. Um. Which I've never seen those movies. I've only oh, they're seen. Fun. Like, they're so much fun. I've only seen, you know, like in passing. And yeah. they just, every, there's so, so much good. staring. It's, it is so much it's staring. so and much staring. <laughs> I really, I gotta tell you, I, any good day I'm watching these and I'm laughing. It's, it's a lot of fun. Okay. So, um, she stars in the movie, the real life movie of this, of this woman. She stars okay. as Jean Seberg and what happens to her. And it's really, it's a great movie, so you should check it out. But uh, a little bit about Jean Seberg. She was born in Marshalltown, um, Iowa. She's the daughter of a teacher and a pharmacist. And after high school, she enrolled at the University of Iowa to study dramatic arts, but then took up filmmaking instead. Um, And she goes to, uh, she gets entered into a contest and she wins it to be a part of a play. And she first, uh, so she, you know, becomes an actress and she made her film debut in the title role of Joan of Arc in St. Joan in 1957, having been chosen from 18,000 hopefuls by director oh. Otto Primager in a $150,000 talent shirt search. Wow. Which is a lot of money. Back then. In 57, yeah. yeah. And that's a lot of people vying for that role. Yeah. Um, I guess because they didn't have much, go- you know what I mean? Like today there's so many yeah. films, TV, like opportunities. Yeah. 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 So when she was cast, uh, it was her only, the only experience she had was doing summer stock, like in the, you know what I mean? That's so cute. Yeah. And the film generated a great deal of publicity, but Seberg commented that she was embarrassed by all the attention. Um, He cast her in his next film called Bonjour Triste in 1958, which was filmed in France. And she actually like fell in love with this country and ends up living in France for a good part of her, most of her life. Wow. In Paris. I know how jealous. I'm so jealous. Oh, that um, sounds amazing. Yeah. So what are we doing? Oh, God. What are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I Sorry. Mean, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go it's ahead. so true. I'm just like imagining the Eiffel mm. Tower. <laughs> oh, I've seen it three times. I've been to Paris three times. <gasps> and the first time I saw the Eiffel Tower was with my friend Leanne and we came off of the we, we totally overpacked. We had two suitcases and we came off the train. We went up the, the steps with our suitcases and we walked, we were walking to our hotel. And when we looked between these two buildings, the Eiffel Tower was there wow. and we fucking dropped our bags and started screaming. <laughs> Scre- we were like, like, you know, you hold each other's oh, hands and you're jumping. I it was this. one of my favorite memories ever. Yeah. Oh. Cause when you see it, you're like, holy, like, it's there it incredible. is. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. It's a sight. It's to do definitely. This a sight to see and we were so american in that moment i'm sure people are like oh stupid i'm out of yeah. i'm like i don't care i fucking love it i loved Aww. it i wanted to go my whole life i was obsessed with paris when oh, i was a kid i, I know love this. i mean what can i say um okay so the director told the press it's quite true quote it's quite true that if i had chosen audrey hepburn instead of gene seberg it would have been less of a risk but i prefer to take the risk i have faith in her sure she still has things to learn about acting but so did kim novak when she started and i know um, so she negotiated a contract with Columbia Pictures and she ends up making more films. Um, she, her first Columbia film was a successful comedy, The Mouse That Roared in 1959, starting Peter Sellers. Yeah. Um, and during that filming, um, he, she met a man named Francois Moyer and he, and they end up getting married. And so she based herself in France and she achieved success there as a, like a heroine of French new wave films. Okay. So 
I list a bunch of her movies, but I mean, I'll put this in my notes. Everybody can look at my notes of all of her movies, but she stars in these like lesser known movies and she becomes a bit of a star in France. So she's not like a major movie yeah, star. Because Hepburn, I know. Yes. Uh, Kim Novak, exactly. I know. But yes. like this person from yes. that era, I'm not familiar yeah. with. So and I used to watch a lot of like those old time yeah. movies. Yeah. She uh, starred with Warren Beatty. In the, so she goes back to Los Angeles, starts filming American films, and she starred with Warren Beatty um, in Lilith in 1964 for Columbia. And um, it's that's like the first time that critics actually took her seriously. Oh. And in the late 1960s, she um, was more based in Hollywood, and she made Moment to Moment in 1965. And she had a small part um, in another movie uh, in, called A Fine Madness, which had... Um, Sean Connery in 1966. Oh, that's a hot Sean Connery. Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> she appeared in only uh, one musical film called Paint Your Wagon in 1969. Oh, I and know that movie. Do you? Yeah. Which is, and she co-starred with Lee Marvin and Clint Eastwood. Okay. So here's, let's get into the FBI and what they did to her. So yeah, I just, I, like, I don't get is, it. She just seems like uh, I'm this right. actress. Like, like who cares? Yeah. Right. So during the 1960s, Seberg provided financial support to groups including supporting civil rights, such as the NAACP, as well as Native American school groups, such as the Meskwaki Muck, um, Bucks at the Tama Settlement near her hometown of Marshalltown, for whom she purchased $500 worth of basketball uniforms. As part of its dirty tricks aimed at black liberation and anti-war groups, which began in 1968, the FBI became aware of several gifts Seberg had made to the Black Panther Party, totaling $10,500 in contributions. Good for her. And these were noted among a list of other celebrities in FBI internal documents later declassified and released to the public under the Freedom of Information Act requests. Okay. So, so there's people money. trying to help these organizations. Yes. Good. And well, the FBI, you know, they I don't know. like that. Right. Well, yeah, so well. now we're going to uh, track her basically. Wow. Um, and the FBI operation against Seberg directly overseen by J. Edgar Hoover Ugh. used Cointel Pro program techniques to harass, intimidate, defame <gasps> and discredit her. Wow. Yeah. So a little bit about this program. It was from 1956 to 1971. And it was a series of covert and illegal projects conducted by the United States FBI aimed at surveilling, infiltrating, discrediting, and disrupting domestic American political organizations. Wow. Yeah. Because we can't have that. Wow. Yeah. So she this was is, part one of the targets. Yeah, this is why we don't know her. Right. Yeah, it's, it ends up being very fucking sad, I got to wow. tell you. So the FBI's records show Pro resources targeted groups and individuals the FBI deemed subversive, including feminist organizations, the oh Communist God. Party USA, anti-Vietnam War organizers, activists of the Civil Rights Movement and Black Power Movement, including Martin Luther King Jr., the Nation of Islam, and the Black Panther Party. They targeted environmentalists and animal rights organizations. I mean, come on. <laughs> the American Indian Movement, independence movements, including in Puerto Rico independence groups, as the Young Lords and the Puerto Rican Socialist Party, a variety of organizations that were part of a broader new left and, and right-wing groups such as the Ku Klux Klan and the National States Rights Party. So they're, they're in the they're, same they're, lock, they're, they're putting them all together? Yes. This is insane. So the FBI stated goal was an unspecified neutralization of Seberg with a subsidiary objective to, quote, cause her embarrassment and serve to <gasps> cheapen her image with the public, end quote. Wow. Yeah. While wow. taking the, quote, usual precautions to avoid identification of the Bureau, end quote. So oh, to do all of this, shit. but keep an arm's length away yes. so it can't be tracked back to us, right? Wow. It's incredible. It's really frightening. Yeah. So she's, like, going about her life. Yeah, giving money to organizations. Not realizing that, that they are coming after right. her. Right, well, I think she starts to realize because it gets fucking spooky, okay? Wow. So um, 
all of this strategy strategy can now be found in interoffice memos because now all this stuff is out there. And so that's how we know that this was now yeah. happening. But in 1970, the FBI created a false story from a San Francisco-based informant that the child who's, whom Seberg was carrying was not fathered by her husband, Roman Gray, <gasps> but, a, but by Raymond Hewitt, a member of the Black Panther Party. <gasps> now, you could imagine in 1970 that this white woman being pregnant wow. by a Black Panther member, probably not going to go over that, that well. Wow, like they, wow. So they used a newspaper. That's how yes, they kept their arm out of it. this is her life. This yeah. is her life. Yeah. So the story was reported by gossip, col- gossip columnist Joyce Haber of the Los Angeles Times with Seberg thinly disguised and was also printed by Newsweek magazine in which Seberg was directly named. Wow. And yeah. she can't sue for libel? She does. Okay. So Seberg, <laughs> um, of course, this is upsetting to her, right? Yeah. So she goes into premature labor. <gasps> And on August 23rd, 1970, she gave birth to a four-pound baby girl. <gasps> no. And the child dies two days later. No. I mean, wow. what the fuck, right? Oh and this is kind of, God. this is a little bit fucked up, but uh, Seberg held a funeral in her hometown with an open casket that allowed reporters to see the infant's white skin, <gasps> which disproved the rumors. The so, fact that she had to do this to prove this to people? I mean, she probably, I mean... I can't even imagine like what it's, it's kind of a gross thing. Like, obviously she's not racist. I mean, I don't want to say, you know what I mean? Like I can't say racist, not racist because she's supporting all of these amazing groups at a time when white people weren't fucking doing that. And so, you know, but to, to, to probably to save her name, her career, her her husband. Yeah. I mean, regardless if it was from a black Panther member or any other man, if he's like, wait a minute, you're with someone else. This isn't my child, you know? And also in the movie with the Kristen Stewart, they show her having an affair with this person. So oh. I don't know if Ooh. that really happened or if that was for the movie Dramatic to yeah. dramatize the movie, but I don't know. I, you know, what am I going to do? So she contended that she had become, okay, so Seberg, so Seberg and Gary, you know, her husband later sued Newsweek for libel and defina- defamation asking for $200,000 in damages. She contended that she had become so upset after reading the story that she went into premature labor, which resulted in the death of her daughter. Wow. A Paris court ordered Newsweek to pay the couple $10,800 in damages and ordered Newsweek to print the judgment in its publication plus eight other newspapers. The Seberg investigation went far beyond the publishing of defamatory articles. According to friends interviewed after her death, she experienced years of aggressive in-person surveillance, constant stalking, as well as break-ins and other means of intimidation. crap. Yeah. Like you reminded me because, of Kia, Kia Morris. Yeah. So, so like our government doesn't want these groups mm-hmm. that are pushing for equality and equity and all of these things to flourish, that they're going to destroy this woman who's trying to help them. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. They're going to, she's, she's not even, it's not even. She's an actress, yes, but it's not like she was, you know, uh, Marilyn Monroe. You know right. what I mean? Like, what, what, what is she actually doing? Right. She's not even that famous. Right. You know what I mean? They probably are just like, who's this lady thinks she is giving money? <sighs> it's fucked up. Um, oh, my God. So the, the newspaper reports make clear that Seberg was, was well aware of the surveillance. Like, she knew. So FBI files show that she was wiretapped in 1980. And Los 1980? An- yeah. And in Los, the Los Angeles Times published logs of her Swiss wiretapped phone calls. Holy crap. Yeah, which is fucked up, too. That's fucked up. What the hell is yeah. happening? Her phone calls are but being this published. this is 1980. This is yeah. well after. Yeah, it goes on for, for a long time. Yeah. The U.S. surveillance was deployed while she was residing 
in France and while traveling in Switzerland and Italy, the FBI files reveal that don't they have anything else to do? Wait, is but, this, but can they are they allowed to have an international? Yeah, so we'll I think I, I think I get into this yeah, a little cause, bit because like so the that's FBI, another country. It's not like you're just going in another state. Right. This is someone else's country. Right, right, right. I think they asked for permission. So the FBI files Ooh. reveal that the agency contacted the FBI Legat, which is the legal attaches in American embassies in Paris and Rome, <sighs> and provided files on Seberg to the CIA, Secret Service, and military intelligence to assist in monitoring Seberg while she was abroad. Wow. So they're saying we're very concerned about this person. Yeah. And what do the people know? They might say, well, maybe this is somebody who's doing nefarious they things. Just, yeah, they don't know. They're doing what they're told to do. Wow. FBI records show that Hoover kept President Richard Nixon informed of FBI activities related course, to the Seabird case course. through Nixon's domestic affairs chief, John uh, Ehrlichman. Attorney General John Mitchell and Deputy Attorney General Richard Clandestine uh, were also kept informed of FBI activities related to Seabird. So everybody knew what was fucking going on. I know. So, uh, a little bit of the aftermath of all of this. Oh At the God. peak of her career, Seberg suddenly stopped acting in Hollywood films. Reportedly, oh. she was not pleased with the roles that she had been offered, some of which she claimed to have bordered on pornography. Oh, because Because people, now she's out, yeah, yeah. right? Now, now she's, she's, yeah, she's blacklisted. Right. She was not offered any great Hollywood roles, regardless of their size. Experts on the FBI, H, um, on the FBI actions in the Cointel Pro project suggest that Seberg was effectively blacklisted from Hollywood films. My God. Yeah. Ruined her career, which is again, why she probably had that baby picture taken. You know what I mean? Yeah. So here, this gets a little, this is now fucked. This is the end, but still it's like fucked up. On August 30th, 1979, Seberg disappeared in Paris where she was living at the time. Her husband. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. Did I say 1980 before? Yeah. And you were like 1980. It was 1970. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay. I got to her death to figure that part out. Sorry. So on August 30th, 1979, Seberg disappeared in Paris where she was living at the time. Her husband, um, Ahmed Hasni told, Oh, is this a different husband? husband. She had had three different husbands over time. So this is a new husband. He told police that the couple had gone to a movie and when he awoke the next morning, Seberg was gone. After Seberg went missing, Hasni told police that he had known that she was suicidal for some time. Oh, no. He claimed that she had attempted suicide in July 1979 by jumping in front of a Paris <gasps> subway train. She had actually attempted suicide a few times over the last oh, decade. No. Like this, she was tortured by toll. this. It took a toll on yeah. her. On September 8th, nine days after her disappearance, Seberg's de- decomposing body <gasps> was found wrapped in a blanket in the backseat of her Renault, which is a, her car, yeah. parked close to her Paris apartment in the 16th arrondissement. Arrondissement. I always get that wrapped wrong, but it's like their neighborhood. Yeah. So wait. Right. How do, right. So weird, right? How do you end up in the back of a car wrapped in a blanket? That sounds like a murder. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Well, it gets a little gets a little shady. So police found a bottle of barbiturates, an empty mineral water, water bottle, and a note in French, written in French by Seberg, addressed to her son. In part, it read in part, forgive me, I can no longer live with my nerves. Oh, girl. In 1979, her death was ruled a probable suicide by police, Paris police. But the following year, additional charges were filed against persons unknown for, quote, non-assistance of a person in danger, end quote. Roman Gray, who was her second, Seberg's second husband, called a press conference shortly after her death at which he blamed the FBI's campaign against Seberg Good. for her de- deteriorating Good. mental health. Gary claimed that Seberg, quote, became psychotic, end quote, after the media had reported the false story that the FBI had planted insinuating that she was pregnant with a Black Panther's child in 1970. Gary stated that Seberg had repeatedly attempted suicide on the anniversary of the child's death, August 25th. Oh. 
Six days after the discovery of Seberg's body, the FBI released documents under the Freedom of Information Act admitting its defamation of Seberg. Oh my God. While making statements attempting to distance the agency from the practices of the Hoover era. Wow. The FBI. Like, oh, sorry. Yeah, it's not our fault. I mean, Hoover told us to do it. Yeah. He's the bad guy. The FBI's campaign against Seberg was further explored by Time magazine in a front page article titled The FBI versus Gene Seberg. Wow. Media attention surrounding the FBI's abuse of Seberg led to an examination of the case by the Church Committee of the U.S. Senate, which noted that despite the FBI's claims of reform, quote, COINTELPRO activities may continue today under the rubric of <gasps> investigation, end quote. In his autobiography, Los Angeles Times editor Jim Bellows describes events leading up to the Seberg articles express, expressing regret that he had not vetted the articles sufficiently because they're the ones that were printing all wow. this shit. He echoed Please, that. they just put what you, they're told to put in there. Yeah. Give me a break. So here's a little bit of a twist here at the end. So in June 1980, police, Paris police filed charges against persons unknown connected with Seberg's death, like I said. Um, Police stated that Seberg had such a high amount of alcohol in her system at the time of her death that it would have rendered her comatose and unable to enter her car without assistance, and no alcohol was found in the car. Oh. Police theorized that someone was present at the time of Seberg's death and failed to seek medical care. And just fucking wrapped her up in that. And I had read that her husband at the time, they had this huge fight, and he wanted to go move to Spain, and she didn't. Like, there was a huge fight there, so... Maybe there was something there. Yeah, maybe I don't he know. kills her. And I mean, Who you knows? have someone who's attempted suicide. It's an easy. Yeah. But uh, this this whole thing just ruined her fucking life. This is just awful. It's crazy. Oh, it's so sad. I know. Girl. And the fact that, that they have such power. Yeah. To plant things and, and fabricate documents. And I mean, if something's coming from the FBI, like you're going to assume. Yeah. That it's accurate intel right, right that they've received that you so, can trust them yeah oh god i hate everything i know all right are you ready for my story <laughs> yes <gasps> let's oh! go okay <laughs> welcome everybody to the body skew podcast i am no, no, whoa, 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 dude no, no 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 this is our promo not the show i'm rico oh sorry i'm cj and we're the hosts of the potaskew podcast we're fans of pretty much anything and everything pop culture, including movies, TV shows, books, video games, comics, music, and of course, Kevin Smith. Now, while we do keep our fingers on the pulse of Silent Bob, he certainly doesn't need our help in promoting him. You got that right. We do our own thing with inspiration from the man himself and his mantra of why not. We've got stories about celebrities we've interviewed, theories of our own for certain movies, and we can usually tend to have a great debate about anything. We also do commentaries on movies. Sometimes we ask our fans what they want to watch with us. So if you love the timber of our vocal cords and want to watch a movie at the same time, give us a listen. Stay tuned every Monday. There's always something new. And if you've been good this year, we may even give you a bonus episode from time to time. So please be good and subscribe to and enjoy Podescube, founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Today, I'm going to tell you the story of the murder. Ooh. Of Phoenix City Attorney General <gasps> Albert Patterson. Ooh, I'm so excited. <gasps> okay, so I didn't do this. I'm so excited uh, about murder. Murder. I. Oh my God. So I, like I said, I really felt like that we had covered this and we may have covered people surrounding this story. Okay. Okay. So in 1954, former Alabama Senator Patterson runs for Attorney General, but when he vows to rid the city of illegal activity, his life is jeopardized. Wait, did you say Alabama? Yeah. 
I thought you said he was in Phoenix. He's in Phoenix City, which is in Alabama, Sorry. not in Arizona. I'm cut all that out. But no, no, I actually put that. I said our story takes place in Phoenix City, not to be confused yeah. with Phoenix, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Ala- Alabama in the 1950s. Okay. Yes. Oof. So an article by Mark Gribben from his online journal, The Malfactors Register, talks about what life was like in Phoenix at this time. Mm. So essentially, Gribben writes about how in the 50s in Phoenix, the city was still reeling from the impacts of the Great Depression of the 1930s. And one way that they tried to generate some money was through the sale of booze. Mm. And Gribben explains that prohibition was removed, yes, but there were still many places in the state and across the country that were dry. They were like dry counties and dry states. So Mm -hmm. even though um, prohibition was lifted, they were like, well, we're still not selling booze or or alcohol, anything like that. And he says that things sort of go downhill from there. They went from beer to wine to, you know, hardcore alcohol and then Mm -hmm. gambling and sex work. And so all of this stuff is kind of happening in the city. And uh, Alan Grady of the Encyclopedia of Alabama explains that it was actually always this way in Phoenix, even before the Great Depression. Hmm. Grady says that the city had a 120-year history of illegal boozing, gambling, and sex work. And he says that at the time, the city was known as, quote, the wickedest city in America. Wow. So it was just, you know, yeah, all the bad vices happening in this, in yeah. this area. And Grady also explains that it was known that local government officials sort of allowed this bad behavior, mm. often turning a blind eye to what was going on. And the one thing um, that generated a lot of money into these activities was that there was this army base, uh, Fort Benning, that was in Georgia, but it's very close to the line in Alabama where this city is. Okay. And so army trainees from that fort would go to go party it up. Mm. And, you know, so that's where like a lot of the money was coming from. Cause they're like, Oh, we're on leave. We're going to go party and like get sex work and yeah. like go drink and booze and carouse mm. and do all that. So then rolls in good old Albert Patterson to ruin everybody's good time. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. So oh, I got motive. Yes. So here's a bit of background. According to Grady's article, Patterson started off in life. uh, He he was born in middle Alabama sometime in the late 1890s. There's no clear date of like when he was actually born. Then he left as a teen to secure a better financial future and found himself in Texas. Hmm. And when he was there, he joined the third Texas infantry. Then uh, in 1918, during World War One, he goes to France and he's an officer at that point. He's like a first lieutenant. Hmm. And he fights in the war, but very shortly after his arrival, he gets wounded. And as a result, he walks with a cane for like the remainder of his life. He Hmm. gets like discharged and then he's back home and he's got to find a new career and he goes to education and then he goes to law school and that kind of leads him into the political arena. So he's appointed to the Phoenix City Board of Education and joined the Russell County Draft Board in 1940. Wow. So when he comes back, he ends up settling like in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. And beginning in 1946, he served five years in the Alabama uh, Senate and served on various committees. And in 1950, he ran for the position of lieutenant governor, but he loses that race. Okay. And Grady explains that there were these high-powered politicians and the mob who were against him because he's always talking about like, we got to clean things up. We got to clean things up. And the mob and the other politicians are like, no. So they kind of like go against him and he loses that election. Mm. 
I mean, he's so, running for basically be, to be a party pooper. Yes, he's I mean, running to be a party pooper and cleaning. Let's clean up this town. Yeah, yeah. So then as a member of the Russell Betterment Association, Patterson decides to, like, he's like, that's it. I'm going to take on this corruption. Like, mm. this is going to be my sole, like, mission yeah. to clean up this town. Wow. And the thing is, though, like, when the corruption is instituted by the mob, then you're essentially <laughs> taking on the mob. And I feel Oof. like, no, 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 no. you know. Honey, not, yeah, I'm like, good. Yeah. If, I don't oh, know if you want to mess with I don't know if you want to mess with the mob. I'm good. I'm good. But he's like, I'm gonna mess with the mob. Aye. So um the way that he thought that he could fight this corruption and all the vice that's happening in this town, he thought that he could get Phoenix, he could get Russell County this better reputation. So he decided I'll run as attorney general because then he can, yeah. you know, impart charges right. on people and actually like Make yeah. some change. Wow. So if the mob opposed him as lieutenant governor, like yeah, they're sure as hell are yeah. like, they're not going to be uh, supporting him as right. attorney general. Oh my gosh. So on June 10th, 1954, after a very close race and a runoff election, Patterson wins <gasps> the democratic primary. So okay. he is now the primary elect and okay, like, so he's not gonna there be, yet, not there yet, but they're heading into yeah. election time. Uh Oh, so here we go. No, no. On June 18th, Oof. so just days later, days later wow. Patterson was leaving his law office around 9 p.m. Mm. And as he headed toward the parking lot, he was shot three times <gasps> and he dies within minutes. Like oh my they said God. that he kind of like staggers to the front of his car oh and then like just collapse and like, oh shit, done. dude. So allegedly, uh, Patterson knew that his life that he kind of knew like his life was in danger mm. and he told, and this is coming from his wiki page, but he told a church group uh, the day before he was killed that uh, quote, I have only a 100 to one chance of ever being sworn in as attorney general. Mm. So he either like knew something was up or he just was like, look, like I know I'm not going to win that. Like I maybe won the primary, but there's no way I'm winning the election. And Alan Grady explains that when he gets killed, like people really flip the hell out because it's one thing like, to have the guy lose an election, um, it's another thing to, you know, have a person killed, you know? fucking insane. So the governor at the time, Gordon Pearsons, declares martial law. Ooh, and shit. And he calls in the National Guard. Yes. he's like, this is, I'm you know, crazy. I'm not fucking around with you. Yeah, and, he, and basically, he cracks down on all the illegal stuff. Whoa. And the thing that's interesting is Patterson had said, you know, it's probably going to take 10 years. It's going to take a decade. If I get elected as AG to really like get all of this crime out of here. But after his death, because of like the outrage and like the, the, the guy starting um, bringing in the national guard and cracking down six months, boom, Whoa. he cleans this, this oh, area out my God. in six months. That's insane. It's crazy. Great. I love it. But uh -oh. who shot? Yeah, what the who yeah. shot Elbert yeah. uh, Patterson? So according uh, to Grady, I, I was just like, <laughs> I shot the sheriff, <laughs> but I didn't shoot the deputy. I mean, is this person who? What kind of a line is that? I know. Why are you admitting to one <laughs> thing and not the other? You're going down, bitch. Oh my god. So according to Grady, three people were brought up on charges in the murder of Patterson. Wow, three, three, okay. one was Albert Fuller, who was the chief deputy <gasps> at the time. Tina! Two, Arch Farrell, the local circuit solicitor, who we now call the district attorney. Get the 
And the third person was Cy Garrett, the outgoing state attorney general. Wait a minute. (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. The mob and the mob hears about this guy's death and like, thank you. Yeah. Wipe our hands clean. We're not fucking part of this. Or or they're all in it together. Holy shit. I was like, what? I was not expecting that. I I was I I was like, I have to have the twist. I love it. So I couldn't find the case records, but basically they're all indicted on the charge of murder. Wow. So Time Magazine published an article at the time, and there was speculation that folks tried to mess with the vote tallies to ensure Patterson's loss in that election. Mm. And Patterson was supposed to testify before the grand jury about all of this, but then he shot dead. Oh, okay. And the then attorney general, that guy Garrett, who is um, ends up up on the charges, yeah. um, he was supporting Patterson's opponent. And mm. he ends up having to still have to testify in that grand jury. And he ends up indicted for trying to alter the election results. So they were part wow. of it. And then they knew that he was going to testify. So they, they, he gets killed. This is, there's nothing, so, there's no fucking election worth taking someone's I mean, life. There's no it's, election it's, worth that. It's, it's terrible. It's such nonsense. It's terrible. Holy cow. So... The sentencing. So according to Grady, Albert Fuller, who was the the chief uh, deputy, he got life. But other accounts note that he was released. So 10 years later, like he doesn't end up serving life and he gets out in 10 years. But he was like tried and he was found guilty of that. Arch Farrell, who was the DA, um, got acquitted. And then Cy Garrett, he never got sent to trial. So the thing that happened with Cy Garrett is like all this thing like kind of breaks out. Mm-hmm. He does his testimony and then he is convalescing in a mental institution for a while. And then he sounds like, out. A, it sounds like yeah. a nice vacation. To be then he comes out of the mental uh, institution and finishes out his term because oh, wow. he was going to be termed out anyway. Okay. Right? But he finishes out his term and he kind of like deny, 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 but they never, wow. they never end up pressing. Like they never take it to trial. Wow. So the the aftermath. So his uh, murder, as I noted earlier, led to the cleanup of the city. Um, Like I said, like within seven months. Wow. Uh, The Alabama News Center explained that not only were these guys indicted, but the investigation cracked down on the organized crime syndicate and everyone helping them, which resulted in over 700 indictments. Wow. It implicated cops, local businesses, and of course, elected officials. So like, you know, his murder was this one thing, but all this other stuff. Because he died, they were able to do all these things. Yes. Wow. That's incredible. Which is crazy. Yeah. So some points of interest, according to Brian Lyman's article in the Montgomery uh, Advertiser, his son, John Patterson, assumed the nomination and was elected. So his dad dies, and then he assumes his dad's nomination mm. and ends up getting elected wow. as Attorney General of Alabama in 1955. And then he was elected as governor <gasps> in 1958. Wow. But he's a dick. Yes, I right, need I to make say, it very clear. Giant fucking racist. He is a piece of shit governor. Oh, motherfuckers. He was a pro-segregationist who appealed to racist whites, turned to the Klan for support, And placed an injunction on the NAACP that basically destroyed any attempt by that organization to um, bring any sort of rights to um, blacks in the state. I got to tell you. So an injunction, like, yeah, that that just, it's a court order that says, like, you cannot do, you cannot practice, you know, um, uh, doing your particular thing. And it it puts a hold on that organization. So it just, like, basically, like, crushed that group. Let, Let me say something real quick. 
It's, it's such if bullshit. If there's anything, if you're listening to this, yes. let me just say what I've learned on this podcast and, and for doing Everybody's it for almost garbage. two years. Now, Everyone's this, garbage. No, <laughs> for doing it for almost two years, this is what I know. And, and it goes to what you just, what you just talked about. And, and also the Rittenhouse. Yes. What happened this week. Yes. If there's anything you can count on in the United States of America, it's the toxic masculinity yes. and fragility of white men. Yes. And, they and have women. Used, and, and now and, women. And, and women, of course. But they have you Well, women, these white women who go along to get along. Yes. Um, are under this assumption that white men are for them. Right. And but white they're men also, are not for but they you. they are also equally racist. They are, but they are not for you. And they will step on you and your uterus to get what they want and to stay in power. So if there's anything you can count on, it's that white men will do whatever it takes to hold, to hold on to power yes. and fuck everyone else. Yes. So, and that was this guy. You know. And I, in fact, um, I put him on my list because the, like when I started reading, I was like, oh my God, this guy's awful. Like he deserves his own episode. So I'll probably do that at some do point. Do it. I'd love to And hear Robert this. McFadden of the Times noted that Patterson basically laid the groundwork for George Wallace. What, we can, yes. here, here he comes. Excuse me while another I vomit. Yeah. yeah, another great one. So another article I read said that they were considering planting a tree in honor of John Patterson, the son, because he just died. So he was governor. He just died at 99. Wow. This racist dirtbag. Yeah. But in 2021, right, he died this year. They were still considering honoring this person with a freaking tree. Like we're going to tear down racist statues, but we're going to start planting trees for racists now. It's 2021. Why does he deserve a fucking tree? Nothing, he doesn't deserve nothing, a tree. Nothing grows great in America like racism. Come on. God, Racism is yes. the greatest thing here. Fuck. All right. So uh, Tony Stoffer of Citizens of East Alabama reported that in June 2020, a statue and a bench were created to honor Albert Patterson, the father, and commemorate his work. So it's like, look, I get it. He tried to do some good things and clean up the town. And I can't confirm that he was a racist, right? Mm, I probably. Only, but I feel let's, like, let's what do we say, right? The shit apple doesn't fall far from yeah. the shit tree. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah. So this, this little, this, this racist you know, kid got it from someone just like written out. Yes, yes. You know, his yes. mother's sitting there screaming at the TV about the N words, uh, tearing, burning down. You know, fucking and, then there's the, and there's the whole family and like sitting around them. this bench. And yeah. I'm like, mm, my kids aren't going to hear shit like that. My kid's not going to, uh, God forbid. My kid's not taking a gun out and fucking shooting people. Oh my God. The fuck out of here, bitch. So after, bring that mother up on charges, child oh, abuse, child abuse. Yes. Come well, on. well, I'm waiting for the civil. I can't, want them to take every piece children, of dollar uh, taken from that family. But they can't should you pay. Te- can't, if you teach your kids to be racist, isn't that fucking child abuse? I'm sorry. Be. It fucking, look at what it leads to. Look at what it leads to. It's, Hate. It's anger, murder, and this rape. Is, you know what I was thinking of? Oh, then and there's that rapist that got off this. Uh, I can't. Girl. But here's what I was thinking about. He's 17. He's a senior. I maybe. I mean, he's got to be either a senior entering his senior year. The rest of his life he's, is fucked. But is it? Is he going to get into college? What college? Oh, yeah. He'll go is to he college. going to write his college essay about this experience? Actually, I don't think he's bright enough, but I'll tell you this Is much. he going to write his little college essay yeah. about this experience? And then he's going to get picked up by, what's that? The listen. Liberty University is going to give him a listen. full ride? Listen. Give me a break. Maybe he will. And he's going to be honored. He's going to be honored. He's going to be like that. Who's that guy? That stupid George Zimmerman. He's going to be selling his stupid gun. He's going to be going on, you know, the little circuit. They're going to boost him up. They're going to boost him up like some martyr. You're right. And that will last for so long. But this mother, this fucking kid, this murderer 
it has to live the rest of his life with what he did. And I got to tell you, it's going to eat away at him. I hope he's so. Poisoned. He's already poisoned. I hope so. And there will not be a day that goes by that not one, per- he goes to fucking Baskin Robbins and somebody behind the counter is like, oh, you're that fucking racist murderer. Yeah. The kid will never be able to forget because the public so. will never fucking but like, let him is someone, forget. Is someone going to... He may seem like he's protected, gonna, but he is going to be he harassed He was hanging forever. out with the Proud Boys celebrating what he's done. Good. Well, he's a listen, white supremacist. The life... Listen, and anybody who sits there and it. says, oh, a jury of his peers, he got off. They They're, are white supremacists too. They are. Anyone supporting yeah. that person yeah. getting off is a racist and that's what you are and that's it. Yeah. Oh. At least own it so disgusting girl you are so fucking right i'm so mad right now girl so i one other thing that i thought was interesting and it's a little silly not silly but the the garrett the guy after he returned from the mental institution i read an article (laughs) that his car veers off the highway he ends up with a broken neck fractured elbow his ears almost completely ripped off jesus he doesn't die, but they're like, yeah, dude, you still need to go testify and you're still going to get in trouble for all this <laughs> Do you think stuff. he did it on purpose? I don't know. I was like, I was just like, like, I'm trying to get some sympathy. Yeah. I'm trying to like get out of this. You know, I was, oh my I convalesced and now I can be in the yeah. hospital for a while. I don't know, but that's get the story. Get your ass in the courtroom, <laughs> yeah. bitch. Get in there. So that's the story of the murder <gasps> of uh, Albert Patterson. Absolutely fantastic. Fucking great. I mean, nothing gets me going like oh this my bullshit. God. All right. So let me tell you a couple of things. Number one, I took my kids to see the new Ghostbusters yesterday. Oh. You have to take the kids. I have. So. What? So we don't, I, I'm, we don't, we don't go, go to the, the movies. movies. Why not? I can't tell you the last time. Okay. And Listen, uh, have your kids seen the original Ghostbusters? Yeah, of okay. course. Take your kids to see okay, this movie. I'm going to take them to the movie. It movies. is one of the best movies I've seen in a very long time. And I was going, listen, you know I'm a Ghostbusters fucking fanatic. Yeah. I, listen, I mean, no, Bill we, Murray we've all seen day. it. We've seen it a million times. This but, picks up, it, this is, a, it's related to the first story. It's not a oh. remake of the fucking Ghostbusters. It's related to the first story. There's characters that are like talked about from the first story. Isn't it like the grandson of, um, what's the, his face? It's the granddaughter and uh, grandson of Egon. Egon. Oh, It is Egon, such a great story. Paul Rudd is in it. He's adorable and funny. He's cute. You have to take your kids to see this movie my my son and maybe i maybe i'll do it this week maybe that'll be a fun thing for us do to it. do go to the amc up here yeah. AMC, oh bitch. my so whenever my brother comes down and there's like a star wars movie like yes. that's when we'll go to the movies go do it and but, but it's reminding me so my husband this is um, this is a segue yeah but my husband he um he started writing down stories like that my dad tells mm-hmm. and so he has it it's like nono's tales from italy and nono's tales from america mm-hmm. and one of them is about going to the movies Aww. but it's so funny because he writes it like the way my dad talks so it's like this one time i went to go see the godfather <laughs> 1972 <laughs> my god the line was around the building <laughs> I never went to another movie. <laughs> it's like, it's oh like all these, it's like, my a, God, it's a, and everyone is my God. <laughs> my, my God. That was cause there's one where he gets beat up. He, it's called no. uh, my first time in jail. No. And, um, and he goes, my God, this. that police beat me up. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. I love oh my your dad. God. I don't even know him. So, okay. Go see Ghostbusters. Your I kids need to. Would, I it need was to. my son and I had the best fucking time Aww. screaming and my daughter kept going, and I'm like, you know, your shishing, shishing is louder than us actually fucking cheering. So please, she's so uh, like sense, you know. Oh, everything embarrasses she's a, her. She's a middle schooler. Uh, it's, okay, here's another thing. The new Adele al- album came out. I want to fucking die. Okay, first of all, it's all about I, divorce, which uh, I am not in the place for yes. this. It is. 
fucking I mean, insane. Sh- that voice. Yes. Tina? I can't. I've been singing all week. Really? Yeah. Well, that doesn't surprise me. I know. But <laughs> or anybody listening. I know. But I've just, um, I went back to the Mountain Goats for the past couple mm, of weeks. Love and that I, band. I love them. And then They're I was great. like doing the strokes. I was, yeah. I don't know. I just... Mm-hmm. I just admit, I think because shows are coming back. Yeah. Oh, guess what I'm taking my son to? What? We're going to go see Tears for Fears. You are? Oh <laughs> Do you want to come with us? Yes, I kids? fucking love Tears for Fears. Well, I Where saw are they it. Playing? They're going to play at uh, West Palm. Outside, like in the outdoor. So, outdoor, so you can get love seats. But I was this. like, let's just get lawn seats. We'll hang oh, out in the lawn. Tears for Fears. And he's like shit. so excited because he oh, loves them. So. They were my one of my favorites when I was But a kid. there's like a few different ones. So I was like, Lucas, I said, go through, pick a couple things. We're going to go do it. That's nice. what we're going to do this year. So. <gasps> oh. But you guys should come with us for Tears for Fears. Well, it'll just be me. My kids oh. do not appreciate. Well, my son it'll maybe probably would, just but my daughter me would not appreciate. And, um, me and Lukey, because he, like, my other one, it's, he's not into it. Yeah, no. He's it's, more into, like, electronic. Um, my, sis, uh, my sister, my daughter has been putting in her Instagram stories songs, and I'm a little bit disturbed, but I'm also <laughs> like, okay, well, at least it's music. Yeah. But it's like... Don't you love me? Uh, look at me and love me. I'm like, what oh, the fuck? Well, it's is- middle school. I, girl, I can't. <gasps> Who's she crushing on? Yeah, I know. It's really adorable. It's Oh, our cute. Lil Muck. I have to say. <gasps> oh, yes. And I know I've said it before. I love Lil Muck so much. <gasps> well, don't say too much about it because I want to talk about that on our next episode. Which is episode okay. 100 coming. We're going to okay. record it. We're recording in a few minutes because of thanksgiving and the holidays like we're recording two episodes today which is very stressful but um yes episode 100 is coming and i want yes. i have a whole list of things i want to talk about and one <gasps> that of them we're is, thankful for that we're thankful for yes. one is a little muck. so anyway this is coming out the day before thanksgiving yes. and i want to say like what are your thanksgiving plans what are you doing oh it's gonna be very simple it's just my parents here um are you no, cooking? we're gonna go to my mom's house she's gonna do the bird oh um, god yes the bird. oh i got i got um I ordered pies from our dear friend, oh. uh, Kelly's sister. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I'm super excited about that. Yeah. Because um, I'm, you know, I did it last year. Like, I really want to support local, mm-hmm. like, with gifts. Like, everything. I really want to just be, like, small-owned nice. businesses. Nice. And that's, like, tr- what I'm trying to do. So I was really excited to yeah. order these pies. Well, I, I'm going to be you know, chill. You know what I'm going to do is last year, because it was our first Thanksgiving on the podcast, um, I you I asked you to lay out the whole oh. Italian Thanksgiving. <laughs> So I'm going to put that clip back up. Oh my God. Because that's one of the best clips ever. Tina oh talking about God. the Italian Thanksgiving and everything that. And stuffing the bird with the, the bird. pasta. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you just stuff the, yes. the pasta in the, in the this bird? This year we're not doing the pasta because it's, no. it's, I know it's too much. Yeah. And, um, it's a lot of food. So I'm excited for it just to be simple. Yes. Just simple, simple, simple. Yeah. And nice. Yeah. Just, I'm, I'm looking forward to quiet. Yeah. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm is, so excited for your Thanksgiving. My Thanksgiving is going to be alone on this a beach. This is like the best Thanksgiving I think anyone could have. Yeah, napping. <laughs> I got three bikinis. Ooh. Ooh she looks good, honey. Ooh. Well, I don't know if I look good, but no one's going to be there anyway, so who gives a fuck? And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to nap. I'm going to oh, eat good food. I'm so fucking I excited. Do. I just, I wish I could just go away and do nothing. Yeah, I'm going away. I'm going away. I'm going away. I was just like, what are we doing? What are we doing? So he's taking the kids. I'm going to fucking the beach. Yes. That's it, right? You deserve it. Oh, Tina. Thank you oh, so much. I wish. And I, I have the week off, so I'm very oh, excited nice. for. Yes. Just to do nothing. I don't want to do a damn thing. I hear you. Me neither. So. All right. Well, we have to do another episode now. Yes. We have a little muck. And then we have a little muck coming yes. up. So let's start this next episode. Okay. And then we can get Ooh. back into it. Oh, well. 
Thank you, everybody. I hope everyone has a fantastic fucking Thanksgiving. Yes. We love you. Thank you for listening. Oh we God. are we grateful are for you. So, so grateful. So grateful. We yes. love every single one even of you. if you do bad impressions of us we still love you yes and we hope you have a fucking great we love you <laughs> see look i'm singing for you yes, yes. <laughs> take that make fun of that yeah how dare you oh, apparently all i say on the podcast is what the fuck which is fair but also like i don't say anything else tina i mean yeah, I, I don't mean, know what's happening right and i'm now. just sing-songy apparently Come on. I mean, I'll tell you. <laughs> I'm offended. Uh, me too. I was, I was offended. I was like, what is this? All right. Offended in a good way, if that's yeah, possible. Yeah. Nick, Nick put on Twitter, he was like, poor Mrs. Sincerity. And I was like, or uh, uh, flattery. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, nice try, Nick. Yes. All right. Oh, Nick is so sweet. Though. I love him. Oh, my God. I, love like the I sweetest- am dying to meet Nick. I met Rob and yes. Joe. Oh, oh guys, are you coming to Podfest? Podfest! Guys, you have to come to Podfest. Yes. Please, please, I don't care please, about anybody please, else. Please, odd, odd please. You three, please come. Please. Let's have fun. Please. We will hang out in Orlando. Oh, my God. It Orlando. will be so much fun. Oh, my God. Okay. All right, bye. Oh, oh. bye. 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 <laughs> if you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please follow the episode notes on our website themuckpodcast.fireside.fm and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level. Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do it without you.